Emily's reading Sav's ass is getting fat <laughs> our summer nature's healing <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Spice Rack. Today, we are welcoming a book by friend of the program, Erin Hawkins. But before we get into it, Em, how are you? I'm good. I finally read two books. Woo! But um, I'm good. Nothing really. I'm on summer mode. School's officially done. Grades are in. Not doing any work until June. So that's about it. How are you? She's fully defrosted. Oh, and we're getting um, Speak Now re-recorded, so it's already a good week. It's a great week. I am channeling my feral Maddie Healy energy because I'm fully bought into that relationship. So that's really what I'm doing. Nothing crazy. Just working, living life, fucking commuting, the whole thing. Um, I don't want to believe the Matt Healy rumors. And I'm very team Joe. Have you been, have you just gone on Twitter lately? No, I don't really go on Twitter anymore. The memes where it's like, Joe, come on. Like your kids are waiting for you back at home. <laughs> like, yeah, like Twitter is so, so, so funny with like everything that's happening. So it's like, Joe, I know you can fight. Like, I know you can fight. Like your kids miss you back at home. I just, I think Maddie Healy is fun. I'm a 1975 fan. And also, like, who hasn't gone through a breakup and dated the most feral, sexy boy they could find? Like, that is so relatable. So, I don't know. We'll just see. We'll just see. I had something pop culture related that I, like, had to talk about. Oh, um, I have something pop culture related, too. It's kind of messed up. Why is Khloe Kardashian (laughs) doing ads for Country Crock Butter? I'm sorry I'm sorry but there's videos like she is like an influencer or like a marketer (laughs) and it's like girl you guys don't eat bread like we watch the show you're not eating country crop that's really what I had to say I will not allow Chloe to be on a butter stint after she did Chloe's revenge body did you watch exactly I did and I was like and you're cooking country with one of our favorite family recipes, crispy rice treats. What I love about Country Crock, it's the one thing in my refrigerator older than I am. I have had this around since the dawn, dawn of time. Of time. Dawn. Yeah, I just had to. As soon as that popped up, I was like, I have been saving that for the podcast. You know what I would like to discuss on the podcast? Yes. And I feel like this is an opportunity. This is my platform so I can share my truth. Okay. I was hoping on my knees before the Lord praying that Ed Sheeran would lose this case if he would stop making music. I am an Ed Sheeran hater to my core. I was like, come on, Marvin Gaye. Come on. I understand it would have had like major implications on the rest of the music industry, but he said he was quitting if he lost. And I was like, come on, like pull through for me. And he because. I love Ed Sheeran and I'm so upset that he not only has a new album out, but he also won this case. So he's going to continue to make music. Oh, he won? He won. Oh, no. So, 
I guess I'm stuck with him forever. Like, I am such an Ed Sheeran hater, and Peloton loves Ed Sheeran. So before I get on the fucking Peloton, I have to look at the playlist, because if I'm snuck attacked by a fucking Ed Sheeran song on the Peloton, it will ruin my whole day. I um, did my first Pilates class today. Ten minutes in, I was stripping squat. I wanted to die. (laughs) (laughs) If we're going to be honest. Um, we probably went into plank position, not kidding you 30 times. It was me and two other girls were like new. And one girl was like, did you get a little lightheaded? And I was like, sure did. I didn't take deep breath. You're like, yeah, girl, I'm about to pass the fuck out. I'm with you. I'm like, let me drink my water. I am still doing 75 soft. The rule is that you're supposed to start over when you have a bad day. I just it so like if I do bad on day 64 three days in a row oh well I'll just keep trying anyway so I'm not very that's far that's along. all you can do is just keep trying exactly but I have been pelotoning a lot and my ass is getting bigger so once this ass comes in it is over for you hoes like that's where I'm at in life <laughs> Emily's reading Sav's ass is getting fat our summer nature's healing <laughs> Okay, well, speaking of reading, you have been reading, which is, I, I wish I had, like, a soundboard. I would love to enter, like, a, <laughs> yay, you know, but what have you been reading? So, I finished Jasper Vale, which is Debbie Perry's newest book in the Eden series. We um, talked about Coach by her last week. This is my favorite book in the Eden series, is this one, so... Um, they, but her and her sister go to Vegas to watch one of their sister's fiance is like, he is like a UFC fighter and she gets a little drunk, drunk and she gets married in Vegas to, um, her future brother-in-law's coach and they have to stay married so she can get like fully get her family's hotel, which basically she runs. I liked it. It was hot. I think that this was the spiciest Debbie Perry book. Like there was a lot of sex. It was hot and it was plot like very good. And then keeping on the pattern of getting married in Vegas, I finished unexpectedly mine, which we're reading today, which I just love a like woke up and got like woke up, got drunk and got married book. I really do. I love that you read these back to back because I would have personally hated that, but more power to you. Yeah. What have you been reading? I know you finished Happy Place. I finished Happy Place by Emily Henry. Listen, I know that Emily Henry is con- not as controversial as like Colleen Hoover, but she's definitely like people love her or they hate her, right? And she's gotten a lot of hype. This book lives up to the hype. It is not like anything she's ever written before. It was so good. I was crying. I was on the floor. I was heartbroken. I was happy. I was angry. Like all of the emotional range. It was so good. Cannot recommend it enough. Five stars. Mine will be here by the 22nd because I just refuse to get the hard cover because I own all of her books and they're all paperbacks. Uh, so so I was like, I was like, yeah, I have to match. So mine is in the mail. It'll be here. I think by the 22nd. I just, it was so good. And I don't really want to talk about it because I do, it's one of those books that I think if you talk about it, it gives it away. And I want you to like have a genuine reaction reading it. But I just think like, 
as someone who is a people pleaser and I am to my core and I'm um, going to target you as also <laughs> a people pleaser. It Guilty. was just really like really relatable of this concept of like, I don't really know what I'm doing with my life. I'm doing this because I thought it would make everybody else happy. And now I'm not really sure what makes me happy. And I was like, okay, that steps on my neck a little bit, but it's fine. Yeah. But it was just, it was just really good. And I think it was personally spicy than her other books. It wasn't explicitly spicy, but I think that the sexual tension was higher than it has been in any of the others. I'm excited. So would highly recommend Happy Place. Everyone should read it. Then I read King of Pride by Anna Huang, which it's Asian Asian American and Pacific Islander month. So Anna is a great person to read if you're interested in like diversifying your reading palette to celebrate Asian Americans this month. Um, so King of Pride is the second in her like greed. It's not greed. What is it? The Seven Deadly Sins? Yeah, her Deadly Sins series. Okay, so King of Wrath was first, and we covered that on the pod, and it was chef's kiss. King of Pride was fine. It wasn't bad. It was fine. Um, I gave it four stars. It was quick and dirty. Not mad about it. All we can ask for. All we can ask for. Like, she delivers consistently. She hasn't written a bad book, but it just, it was a four star. It was good. And then I'm currently getting back into my Sarah J. Moss phase of life and trying to read Crescent City. This is that book that's read and everyone fucking talks about if you make it through the first 200 pages, like you cannot put it down. So I am on page 50. I've been on, I've been working through the first 50 pages for about three and a half months, but like I'm slowly, I'm dedicated now. Um, But it's 800 fucking pages, which is outrageous to me, but I'm in it. I ordered Shocker, The Sacrifice, Chantel's (laughs) last book, 700 pages thick thick 700 pages how fucking excited are you for 700 so pages excited. of shots <laughs> i want to know I when you start reading it so i can know like do not disturb for two weeks i have two Chantel books so i have that one and then i cannot remember we read we covered her first book titan ritual. titan no remember it was titan bones grave mafia oh. Oh, fuck. I don't remember the name of it either. I think it was Titan, but I knew that I was going to like Bones' character. So when his book came out, I had the, I got the paperback copy. So I have two Chantel books to read. What is the name of that series? Why can I not think of it? Um, let me see. I have it right here. Shit. Oh, is it the Dark Kingdom series? Yes. Yeah, I remember this. We read Code of Silence. Code of Silence, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Bones just came out, and that's the latest one, right? Yeah, so um, I have two Chantel books. So those will be the next ones that will be cracked open. I love this for you. Enjoy your 700 pages of Chantel. Thank you. So as mentioned, Erin Hawkins is a friend of the program, and we are so happy to be discussing Unexpectedly Mine, which is her new release. Erin Hawkins is the author of steamy romantic comedy novels full of humor and spice. She lives in Colorado with her husband and three young children. She enjoys reading, running, spending time in the mountains, watching reality TV, and brunch that lasts all day. Books by Hawkins includes Reluctantly Yours and Best Laid Plans, and today we'll be discussing Unexpectedly Mine, which follows Emma and Griffin. 
So there is not a dedication this week. So getting straight into the plot review. When Emma is in Vegas for her biggest night yet, headlighting a bridal gown convention as the owner and designer of Emma Bell Bridal, she's over the moon with her professional success. Her personal life, however, could use a pick-me-up. After her boyfriend of two years dumps her out of the blue and conveniently proposes to his new girlfriend three months later on her birthday and her big night, she decides to let her hair down. And what better place to let loose in Vegas than a male review? While there, she and Griffin experience an undeniable connection. We all know the gamble of an undeniable connection in Vegas, though. So imagine Emma's surprise when she wakes up married the next morning to Griffin. On the brink of making a grand entrance into the wedding business and completely terrified of mocking her clients and customers with a sham wedding, she convinces Griffin to pretend to be her husband for just a few weeks, which is going to be an issue for them both, considering the undeniable connection that got them into this and to the first place. So I gave this book four and a half stars. I love a let's get drunk and get married in Vegas love story. I also like love say yes to dress like anything bridal. And so this made this such like a fun and happy read. Emma was a very witty and a funny female main character. And we've all had those. Oh shit. Like, what do we do? Like last night moments. Like I didn't find her like annoying. Griffin was hot. Let's just get that out there. His dedication to his sister was so admirable, but I'm glad that he decided to make choices for him and to live his life. This book gave me butterflies so many times. Like this man was an absolute goner for her, but their connections and like, I like that Aaron Hawkins did this because their connection seems so natural. Like it wasn't very like insta love and it wasn't a slow burn either. It was just like a natural connection. I also liked that there was a plot and it wasn't just about like their like them getting drunk and getting married in Vegas. And I like that we got to see Chloe and Barrett from Reluctantly Yours, which we also love. I have two big things. So his sister documented his walk of shame. So Griffin never goes out. He doesn't do anything. His sister is staying with him and he comes home the next day after getting married and his <laughs> he opens the door and his sister is there with the camera to document his like walk of shame. And that had me calculating. And this man was such a goner for Emma. He said, with Emma in my arms, I can breathe again. Griffin and Emma were God tier, in my honest opinion. Yes. Them together, it was beautiful. I also love that we got to see a lot of Barrett because I'm still not over him, still very much in love. (laughs) Um, A couple of things that I really enjoyed about this were one, that he was like a male review person And they showed kind of his like financial struggle after having to raise his sister. So he'd been in law school and then he like took this whole thing to help raise money and like to strip dance um, after being in law school. And like, he talked about like, I have to work in Nevada after I'm done with law school because that's how I'll get my loans forgiven. Like it was interesting, an interesting conversation about like finances especially when you enter this world of billionaires because like Barrett was obviously a billionaire and so is Emily's family and you get a lot of the like he comes to New York she's in this huge penthouse there's this huge party with all these gifts and he's like very overwhelmed so I kind of liked the normal working boy like moves to New York with an heiress kind of yeah and like he he was never an asshole no he wasn't he was like, you know what? Like, he's like, you need me? Of course. Yeah. I The one thing that I didn't love about this, and I'll say this before I say the, the other thing that I love, 
is the miscommunication trope like really yep. can't the last it. you know we can't do a miscommunication trope so like the last third of the book I was like god damn it like if y'all would just talk about this like a couple that you are that you've grown to be like you'd be totally fine yeah I just I almost would p- rather do a third stage breakup than a miscommunication trope same, no same I would too because their miscommunication trope was that like she gave him all this money so that he would be compensated for his time. And he was like, and no, he like, never I don't need to cash the, the check. check. Yeah. He was like, no, I don't need that. But then he's like preparing to start their lives together. And he's like, fuck, like I haven't been working. So I need a little cash. Let me cash this. And then like, I'll figure it out later. And she took that as like, oh, he doesn't want to be with me. He cashed the check. And then they just like, don't talk about it. So and- that was frustrating. And he made it clear in the beginning that he was never going to cash the check. Like it wasn't about how he needed, like he was like, you know what I mean? Like he didn't want to get paid for this. Yeah. So do you, do you think that he shouldn't have cashed the check then? I think he should have just mentioned to her like, Hey, I haven't been working, but I'm not cashing it because like, I didn't, like, I didn't need to be paid to do this. Like, I willingly wanted to. But I think if he had, like, the honest conversation with her, being like, I'm not, I haven't worked for a little bit. Like, I need to cash it. Mm. It would have solved all the issues. But, Emily, there's this scary feeling of being in love and being afraid to tell someone. Can't you relate to that experience? <laughs> have you ever felt like that before? <laughs> She's going to be pissing me for that later. <laughs> The other thing that I really liked about this book was the scene with the ex-boyfriend who like the ex-boyfriend is not a character in the book, but like he's important to the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And has so much influence on her self-worth. And so they're on this like party on a yacht and she runs into him and she's feeling like really flustered because the new fiance is there and it's just like a whole thing. And Barrett immediately like senses that she's uncomfortable, comes up to her, like kisses the hell out of her and is like, oh, like. I'm or not Barrett Griffin comes up to her he's like oh I'm Griffin Emma's husband who are you and I was like god damn that's hot got him got him got him so yeah I really enjoyed this how many peppers did you give it I don't recall I gave it one and a half I think I probably gave it around that yeah I gave it one and a half I gave this two peppers, four and a half stars, two peppers. Our boy Griffin has a praise kink. I think that that's probably why I gave it two peppers, for being honest. He was a good girl boy. We love a good girl king. Strong supporter of the podcast. Good girls everywhere. (laughs) I also didn't highlight a lot. I was just reading this for fun scenes a couple of weeks ago, so... I didn't highlight anything, just vibes, no highlights. However, I did highlight one whole thing in this book, which is fucking funny because this is it. Good girl, he says, oh God, those words do something to me. Or maybe it's the way Griffin says them, like I'm pleasing him. I love the thought that spreading my legs gives him pleasure. That was like, I also highlighted that part. I also highlighted (laughs) that part. So good. So perfectly, perfectly describes the praise king. So thank you, Aaron Hawkins. I have a few um, shocker that they almost all involve sweetheart. Um, but first, when they finally like are gonna have like sex, so he's been celibate for six years. 
Okay. He goes, I only get you for the first time once. I want to savor this. Are you going to be a good girl and let me give you what you need? And then, so they're like getting rid of their high school. And she goes, Emma goes, Griffin, don't tease me. And he goes, I don't want to tease you, sweetheart. I want to make you come. Do you want that? Spread your legs wider, Emma. That's it, sweetheart. Fuck yourself with my fingers. What do you want, sweet? What do you need, sweetheart? You want me to play with your tits, fuck you with my fingers, suck your swollen clit, or look up every drop of your sweetness? Like, what do you need? I need all of the above. Thank you very much for asking. I would also just like to briefly point out we've come such a long way. You used to could not read these without whispering. I know. I'm I know. so proud of you. That's I cool. had to. I had to. <laughs> Something that I did not discuss in the plot review was the whole photo shoot and how they're doing like the whole lead up of this whole story. And the reason that they're pretending to be together is for this huge interview that she has. And it comes with like a photo shoot and she's shitting herself. Like she's yeah. so nervous and they go, they nail the interview. Like that part's fine. And they go to the photo shoot and they're naked in this tub and she's like so uncomfortable. And he just starts like, drawing shapes on her back and like writing stuff on her back to the point where the photographer is like I'm not going to give you marks anymore like y'all just y'all just do what you're doing like be in love and it was so sweet and wholesome and then they go into the shower after to like get warm put new clothes on whatever and he finger fucks her against the wall yep stunning with the shower head I'm pretty sure right yes I'm Does that speak you. to you? <laughs> you have to have a removal shower head. Agreed. <laughs> the best invention of the 21st century is the removable shower head. <laughs> we get, he goes, I know, sweetheart, it's tight, but you are taking it so well. Like, <sighs> so fine. So hot. Yeah, so I gave it one and a half star peppers. You know what I think I prefer at this stage of life and reading? I want the woman to be a little bit of a hoe and the man has been celibate for six years. Like, that's what I want. Like, she, this man was a goner as soon as that door closed and locked and they, like, met eyes. Yes, literally. Like, the power First, like, she has, the power she had over this man so hot I knew that he was in game for everyone involved myself included when they wake up after the drunk night in Vegas and he had hung the vintage Chanel the dress, dress the dress I was like oh so we are staying with him because he's perfect has to, has to. Like, he, he cannot be any better he knew how much the dress meant to her it is nice to have like the big grand gestures but it's also nice just like the little things because he knew yes. how much that dress meant to her. Yes, which was perfect. I also really enjoyed too that like they didn't have sex right away. Yeah. They were just like a lot of fingering, which we love. <laughs> a lot of oral, a lot of nip play. She didn't even suck his dick for like, a, like he was getting no pleasure from None. her for like a while. No, it was all about Emma and her pleasure. 
And that's how it should be. You know what? To make up for the wage gap. <laughs> and for wage gap. I think that women should come 75 cents on the dollar. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We should compare the wage gap to orgasms. There and this is my formal suggestion to the United States Congress to approve this. <laughs> this is how world peace will be um, reached. This is how we stop the protesting. And then we get the equal number of orgasms. Getting into some discussion questions for this week. Number one is, would you get married in Vegas? Okay, so I was thinking about this. I think I would have, like, it depends. If I'm drunk and it's, like, with a stranger, I feel like that is something I would possibly do. But with a boyfriend... (laughs) I think that I would love to like have like a small like Vegas ceremony and then come back and have like an actual wedding. I just think it would be so fun. Would you like my input as one of your closest friends? Yeah. You would do both of these things. If you were with a boyfriend, you would be so in love that you would just marry them. And then if you were with a stranger, you would marry them quickly. Yeah. (laughs) In the same day. So yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Like, guys, look at my location at the chapel. Like, I think that Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker getting married in Vegas is so cute and fun. I hate that they could have just not done the Italy wedding. But, like, because yeah, when Joe Jonas being, yeah. and Sophie Turner did it, too. The idea of just being so in love that you just, like, need to get married, I think, is adorable. So, yes, I would get married in Vegas absolutely I think it would be so fun and like all your friends can be there like imagine like the party like it would just be fun and like full of love and I would also love to participate in like a Vegas wedding chapel like Elvis impersonator type wedding like I don't want it to be classy you know what I mean like, I know that's I what be... I was thinking has to have the Elvis impersonator yeah like I want it to be very cliche that sounds like so much fun like has to okay so <laughs> we all know that Griffin was a review dancer would you go to one of their shows like would you do that yeah I would yeah. you go on stage would you like have them like pull you up and be like the person on stage no because what if he tried to lift my ass up and he got stuck or <laughs> so no <laughs> hold on stage because I would not want to humiliate myself um but yeah I, I would go like today i would go with seth i would go with you i would go with the stranger off the street i'm very open to male strippers female strippers exotic dancers male review dancers i'm here for all of it i would go if there was a hundred percent i was promised i would not get picked to go on stage (gasps) you wouldn't want to go on stage no 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 oh i would totally go on stage can you imagine how firefighter red i would be I think it would be so fun. But here's the thing. I only want them to bring me on stage if they're in love with me, right? Like, that's the only acceptable answer. If you're just doing it, like, out of the goodness of your heart or, like, because I look like a fun time, that's not enough. You need to be head over heels in love love at first sight. Yes. Addicted to me. Like, would that have been something that you would want to have, like, that you would have wanted to do on your bachelorette? No, because that feels very cliche. It's something that I kind of want to do on, like, a Tuesday afternoon just because. (laughs) My mom and I, when we were in 
So my mom and I went to New Orleans, just the two of us for my 21st birthday, which was a fucking riot and a shit show. <laughs> and we were going to go, but the tickets were sold out. Aww. But I was like, I think I was engaged or like really close to being engaged. The other thing is that Seth doesn't give a fuck. Like, yeah. Okay. He doesn't want to go with me though, which is quite a bummer. Mm. Would Alex go with you to a male review show? Have you asked him that? I think you should text him right now and see what his answer is. see he's at work he's like what the heck i feel like sometimes they know when we're recording the podcast when we text some stupid shit okay i talk to him hope he says yes i'll buy y'all tickets right fucking now (laughs) 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 i have a discussion question okay okay something that came to mind when i was reading this is when they get back home from Vegas and they have the surprise party. How do you feel about surprise parties? Are you on board with them or no? Okay. My dream proposal is like, it would just be like me and him, right? And then like, he'll like, will take me somewhere like after the proposal. And it's like a surprise engagement party. Okay, but that's like a very specific situation. Of a surprise general. engagement party. Yes. I like also, parties. you like surprise, surprise parties. Yeah. Do you? Okay. I've never fucking had one, but I, w- okay. I mean, obviously, I'm the center of attention in every scenario in my head. I would love a surprise party. I love a surprise. When I when they had a surprise party, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, you could tell that she did not like a surprise party in general, but especially not in that scenario. Yeah, and he was like, fuck meeting the parents. Let, let's just do it. Let's do it. The other thing that bothered me, and I understand why they had to do it in the moment, but like gives me the heebie-jeebies when I'm at a wedding and people shove cake in each other's mouth. Like that's not oh, yeah. a good way to start your marriage. You know what no, I mean? We'll not be doing that. Mine. Like, please don't do that. Don't play with me right now. I spent twelve hundred dollars getting my fucking makeup done. <laughs> Don't play with me. How do you guys know we have our scientifically proven boyfriend pyramid? At the bottom, we have ultimate friends of benefits. Y'all are hooking up. Could be for a few nights. Could be a long-term friends of benefits. May or may not be telling your friends. Then at the next level, we have meet the parents. Possibly could be the one. Someone nice could possibly be a future. We have white picket fence with the red door, two and a half kids. You are nice, happily married. And at the top of the top, we have our God tier men, which we haven't had a God tier man in a while. I'm breaking the dry spell. I am too. <laughs> Griffin's up there. Pack your bags. Absolutely. What I would really love more than anything on God's green earth is a threesome with Griffin and Barrett. Can you fucking imagine I was the day say you would have? I was going to say they're roommates. I tried to explain it to Alex, like, about Barrett. And I was like, listen, like, he bought the Wordle so he could go down <laughs> on her. And Alex was just like, what? <laughs> but these men worship their women. Absolutely. Yeah, no, they're roommates. Roommates. And I'm sneaking. I'm tiptoeing in that room after dark. Because can you imagine... I'm only putting one bed in that room, so they <laughs> it has to be a threesome. 
They're and both gods here on their own, but together I'm going to fucking outer space. <laughs> that would be so good. And it's funny because they like, I like how the, the men are not the connection to each other in the story. I like mm-hmm. how it's Emma and Barrett are the connection. Yeah. I really liked that. I wonder who we're getting a story on next. Cause I, I feel like a couple Jess. of the guys. Oh, yes. Oh, because she had okay. such a presence in this book. It's right. either going to be Jess or Sabrina, Griffin's sister. Oh, I was not thinking that at all. I was thinking the one guy that was like friends with them that was like married to his work. Yeah, maybe like him and Jess could be. Oh, that is what I'm thinking. Aaron Hawkins, friend of the program. Let us know. Okay, so next week we are going back to going dark, going back to our roots. We are going to read Mischief Night, which is by Delaney Foster. I haven't read anything by her before. So we, Sam and I both have not read this book. So, so you know what that we'll means. We'll see how it goes. Okay. We'll see you next week. Hope you guys like this book. We really enjoyed it. We love Aaron Hawkins. Friend of the program. Aaron Hawkins. <laughs> and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.